Welcome to the RCF Podcast. I'm here today with Alice, and we are discussing dating. We actually did a couple of episodes on dating back in season one, episodes number three and four, and those episodes talk about who to date. That was the focus. If you haven't listened to those episodes yet, I would encourage you to go back to those and start there because that's foundational to what we're going to talk about today. So if you're dating the wrong person, then some of these things are going to be a lot more difficult, if not impossible, to apply. What we're going to be talking about today is how to date. That was a question that's come up numerous times since we aired those previous episodes. Students are saying, okay, I think I found the right person to date, but how are we supposed to be doing this? So here we go. Let's talk about how to date as a Christian. What are some of the things that we need to keep in mind? What are some of the pitfalls and so on? Yeah, I've had students ask me before, what does the Bible say about dating? Well, the Bible doesn't specifically mention dating because dating wasn't something they did in biblical times. However, there are principles in the Bible that we should apply to our dating relationships that will help us to date well and to date with purpose. I think the obvious one you could say, number one of those principles would be to flee from sexual immorality. Absolutely. Almost always when we see lists of sins in Scripture, sexual immorality is the first one mentioned. The weight that Scripture gives to sexual sin shows us that it's a very prominent temptation, and it's something that we especially need to watch out for. So flee from sexual immorality. We get that command, not a suggestion, from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 although we can find it in numerous other passages in the Bible as well. God tells us to flee from sexual immorality. Along those same lines is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, which says, This is the will of God for you, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. A lot of times students are asking, What is the will of God for my life? I'm trying to figure that out. Well, here's one thing. Recognize that it is God's will that you abstain from sexual immorality, that you flee from it, that you get away from it. And our culture is saying, immerse yourself in it, or even find your identity in it. But that's not where we are supposed to go as Christians. So obviously in a dating context or a relational context, that's where this temptation to sexual immorality is at its highest. So we need to recognize and be careful because as we get closer to a person, that temptation is going to be there to fall into sexual immorality. Right. And Romans 13, 14 says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. So obviously, especially as you start a dating relationship, there's a lot of feelings and emotions, a lot of butterflies. There's a lot of attraction. But even before you begin a dating relationship, you need to go ahead and have some boundaries in your own life in order to put these things into practice and flee from sexual temptations and not gratify those desires of the flesh. Putting these boundaries in place and guarding against those things is something that you should already be thinking about and doing even as a single person who's not in a relationship. Have that in place before you get into a situation where you have all the emotions and the attraction, and it gets way harder to think rationally in those moments. 
But if you're thinking about it beforehand, then when you get to that place, you'll already have some preparation and not be trying to figure it out on the spur of the moment. You want to make it as difficult as possible to succumb to that temptation by putting firm boundaries in your life, as well as accountability, making sure that you have friends and family who know what's going on. They know who you're spending time with and they know how you're feeling about that person and those types of things. Yeah, so we do whatever it takes to stay away from sexual immorality. Practically, get good accountability and be careful of alone time as a couple. I wouldn't impose a legalistic rule and say that you could never be alone together, but you'd better be careful with that. How you're alone is really crucial in this fight. It may be better if your alone time is in a restaurant with lots of other people. In public. Yeah, somewhere in public. In other words, you don't only have to go to dinner as a couple with a bunch of other friends as well. That may make it hard to have those serious conversations with a person who you're dating, but be in a place where you're not going to be putting yourself in a position to have to battle those temptations because you'd be setting yourself up to fail and you're not fleeing as we're commanded to do. So be careful with alone time. Also tied in with that, if you're going to flee sexual immorality, don't go to places or do things that will hinder your witness for Christ or that won't bring glory to God. So don't go to a movie that you wouldn't usually go to as a Christian just because you want to date. And don't go to a club where there's all kinds of debauchery going on. Uh, that's going to tempt you to do things that you shouldn't. If you're going to flee sexual immorality, don't put yourself in those kinds of positions just because you want to be on a date. We have to remember that not only will that cause you temptations, but it will ultimately hinder your witness for Christ and certainly won't bring glory to God, which is what we're here for on this earth. So we need to be careful of where we go and what we do. Again, principle number one, flee from sexual sin. Another thing I was thinking of was to go back and listen to our podcast episodes on alcohol and put those principles into dating as well. Mm -hmm. Even if you do drink alcohol, alcohol lowers your inhibitions and that could open you up to being more willing to engage in things that you wouldn't if you were sober. Yeah, that's a good point. So the Christian life is not something that we can compartmentalize. We can't just have our dating life over here and our social life over there and church over there and make our decisions completely independent of one another. If we're going to flee sexual sin and dating, there are many parts of our life that if we aren't living as a Christian, it's going to negatively affect us in our dating life. So the decision of whether or not to drink alcohol comes into play here in this way and affects our dating life. And the question is often asked, how far is too far when it comes to physical intimacy in a dating relationship? And that is the wrong question. That is the wrong question because you're asking... How close can I get to sin before I'm in trouble? Garrett Kell, in his book Pure in Heart, writes about this, and he said, There are far better questions to ask. Instead of asking how far is too far, we should be asking, What would please God and show my love for Him? Does what I do with my body bring honor and glory to God? And will doing this, whatever it is, help me and others to draw closer to God and to know him more. 
and Garrett Kell is right there. Those are the types of things we should be asking, not how far is too far, because you're already setting yourself up to fail by seeing how close to the dangerous line you could be. Instead of fleeing from sexual immorality, you're asking, how can I flirt with sexual sin? And that's dangerous. Moving on to principle number two, another thing that the Bible calls us to do is to treat each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. So until you're married, this is how God views your relationship. So how would you treat any other brother or sister in Christ? The Bible calls us to encourage one another, pray for one another, and really to look out for their purity as well as your own. There's no special category for a non-married couple if you're dating or engaged or hanging out. There's not a special category for you that gives you extra license to act different than to treat each other as a brother or sister in Christ. We see this throughout Scripture, such as in Romans chapter 12, verse 10, which reads, Love one another with brotherly affection. This is what we're called to do. So are you treating the person who you're dating in that way? Are you loving them with brotherly affection as your sibling in Christ? Likewise, in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 2, Paul tells Timothy, he says, Tell the younger men to treat the younger women as sisters in all purity. And so, like you said, to protect their purity instead of using them for your own selfish indulgence. Recognize that sexual immorality brings the judgment of God. We've talked about that before from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, that the sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of God. But also in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, which says, Let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. There are many others that emphasize this as well. So if sexual sin brings the judgment of God, what am I doing to this person who I'm in a dating relationship with if I'm tempting them toward sexual immorality? It certainly wouldn't be loving them, even if I think that's what I'm doing. Again, 1 Timothy chapter 5, younger men treat the younger women as sisters in Christ in all purity. Likewise, that would apply to sisters in Christ treating their brothers in Christ. Are you helping them to stay pure as well? Yes. Now, obviously, each person is responsible for their own purity. Right. It's up to you not to sin. We can't shift the blame to other people when we sin. Which is why it's so important that a Christian sets those boundaries and does everything possible to not put themselves in a position to be tempted by someone else or to tempt another person. So yes, each person has to answer for their own sin, but if I'm concerned about my brother's purity, then I'm going to be careful about how I dress. And again, that goes back to the episode that we did on Does God Care What We Wear? Episode number 28. Like we said, all these episodes are really intertwined. They really are. So just being aware and dressing in a way that's going to protect myself and him. Dressing and acting in a way that promotes godliness. Absolutely, yes. If we're going to treat one another as a brother and sister in Christ, which is our second principle of dating here today, I think that some of the things that you gave earlier were really helpful. Encourage one another in the faith. That's Hebrews 3.13, right? We're supposed to do that for anyone who's a believer, but especially 
you would do that for someone whom you genuinely care about, who you're dating. And there's the potential that you could marry them. Right. And I want to encourage them in the faith. And so that's something that we should be doing to pray for one another. You should be praying for that person that you're dating. But another thing that I think we could do to encourage and build up one another in the faith rather than tempt one another is to serve the Lord together. How many verses do we have in Scripture calling us to serve the Lord? I think about if you're going to be looking for something to do rather than go to the club or rather than go to a place that's going to give you an opportunity to fall into temptation, why don't you spend time serving the Lord together? What a great way to help one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. If your dates are, we can have a date and serve the Lord doing something that's good and maybe even helping other people in the process, serving the church, serving in our campus ministry, serving other people in the church, uh, maybe serving people in need. There's a lot of those things that you could do. And in the process, you're actually going to learn a lot about that person. You can learn a lot by observing them as they serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. You're going to see a lot about their heart attitudes. You're going to learn a lot about how they treat other people, about how they care about other people. And those are going to be valuable things for you to learn as you're looking at this person as a potential marriage partner, because those things are good indicators of where their faith is and what their maturity is in the faith. Yeah. And just how they treat people or care about people. That's an important thing. If you see that they're very callous toward people, that's probably a red flag, Mm -hmm. maybe a warning sign that this is not the right person to date or to marry. And you probably won't see those things if you're just going on typical date nights to the restaurants or to the movies. And another red flag could be if he or she doesn't want to serve the Lord. If they just want to date you, they just want to be alone with you, but they don't like the idea of serving God together, then that may be an indicator that they aren't mature or maybe they are just a nominal Christian in name only. So don't compartmentalize your life into two separate categories of dating and spiritual as if they have nothing to do with each other. That is so easy to do. Absolutely. And so you think of all of your life as seeking to serve the Lord and to please Him. You can do that in your dating life if you're walking alongside someone else who is looking to do the same thing. Right. And in the process, you're treating one another as brother and sister in Christ. Yeah, you're building one another up in the faith instead of pulling each other down by tempting one another. Exactly. And while we have so much more that we could share, we're going to have to save that for the next episode. So just to recap, principle number one, flee sexual immorality. Stay as far away from sexual immorality as you possibly can. And principle number two, Treat each other as brother and sister in Christ. Treat each other in a way that honors the Lord in that way. Treat each other as fellow Christians. There are more principles that we want to share. We're going to save those for the next episode. So be sure to tune in next week for this series on how we should date as Christians. Alice, thanks for joining me this time. It's a pleasure. And thanks for listening to the RCF podcast. If you'd like more information on Rhodey Christian Fellowship, you can always visit us on the web at rhodeyfellowship.com or on Instagram at rhodeyfellowship.com.